Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Welcome back to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. I am Boyd Matheson. It is great to be with you today, and I am uh, super excited to be joined by our good friend Scott Keller, uh, who many of you know is an entrepreneur, a business guy, has a, an amazing project going on down at Utah Valley University, and uh, someone who's made a difference in our community in so many ways. And uh, he is the sponsor, along with his good wife, uh, for an event tonight honoring. Governor Gary Herbert and Jeanette Herbert for their service to our state. And Scott, thanks for jumping on. My pleasure. Well, you and you and Karen know how to throw a party like uh, nobody's business. But uh, tonight at Abravanel Hall, uh, you're really going to town uh, in honoring Jeanette and Gary Herbert. Uh, tell us about the event tonight. Well, let me rewind just a bit. Last year was a COVID year, and it was the last year of our governor's 11 years as governor and four years or so of, uh, as the LG. And we attended a number of things last year in a COVID year with social distancing. One was of which has uh, been honored as, as uh, a giant in the city. And it was as good a event as you could possibly imagine with social distanced restrictions. <laughs> right. But it didn't seem right. And uh, I thought at that very moment, you know, we need to do something. As soon as these restrictions are lifted, as soon as this COVID thing will pass, we need to do something to show our gratitude and to give thanks back for this tremendous leader. So our first thought was to do something black tight. Grand America, the Grand Ballroom was was under construction and not available until (laughs) August. We wanted to do this sooner than later. Yeah. And so we looked for other venue opportunities that could seat, uh, feed, uh, accommodate many people. The Imperial Room at the Grand America was 500 people. And I thought, well, that's about his family. And so what do we do from there? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so, so we looked around for other venues and found that where we could utilize uh, the venue at uh, Bravenal Hall. And uh, my last uh, information is we've got over 2,000 people that have confirmed. We look forward to that. We have entertainment by Alfie Bow, which is a uh, Broadway singer, as many people know here in this locality. And we have the Million Dollar Quartet that we're bringing up from Las Vegas. And it will not only be a fun and eventful entertaining event and memory, but we're going to hear from our beloved Governor uh, Cox, and as well as our former Governor Gary Herbert, and and uh, 
few others that will have comments along the way. Uh, it's going to be a, so, a, a, a great night, and uh, I, I've been describing it as this is a harder ticket to get than uh, the jazz game. Uh, so it is a, uh, a big event. Alfie Bo, as you mentioned, other great entertainers uh, chiming in and a lot of uh, – folks, uh, and really a focus on what got done, uh, the results. It's one of the things that I think uh, all Utahns, regardless of per- political persuasion, have appreciated was just that common sense, uh, what are the outcomes we want to achieve, and then how do we get that done together? Uh, Scott, as a, as a business guy, as someone who understands uh, markets and, and business and what that means to communities, uh, how has the Governor Herbert administration, how did that really impact Utah as this place that now isn't just a a crossroads to the West, but really is positioned to be a crossroads to the world? I suppose I'm a business buy. I I know how to buy low and sell high. I I kind (laughs) of how to do that. Uh, But like anybody else, you know, we, we, we manage what comes in the front door and manage what goes out the back door and hope that there's less going out the back than the front. And so if you can figure that out, you can run a business pretty good and have some decent people skills and hire the right people and uh, let them uh, prosper. Sometimes we don't always recognize the sacrifices that our leaders are making. I hope that this is okay for me to say, but Gary Herbert is capable of making more than $150,000 a year. And uh, these that serve aren't making much more than that. Right. So this isn't about money. This is about service. This is about leadership and building uh, an environment that others can prosper and enhance their quality of life. As for my uh, experience with the governor, I recognize that I couldn't have possibly succeeded at the levels that some may perceive that I've arrived uh, without an infrastructure, without uh, the freedom to to go about and 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 take a chance and 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 buy a business and and hire people and figure out a way to make it work in the strongest economy in the United States. That if you want to learn how to run something, look at Utah yeah. and look at its leadership. Governor Gary Herbert is a down to earth, practical, pragmatic, easy to talk to, easy to get to know. Common sense was the word that you used that just uses good logic in how to make decisions quickly and for the betterment of everyone who benefits from that. So we all serve differently. Yeah, I serve in the right. way that I can by helping those that lead us, and they serve differently than I have the ability or the capacity. Yeah. And so this is how the governor and I become uh, such good friends, is that when he's needed me, I've hoped that he would... I would be a turn-to kind of guy that can help out and uh, provide a venue, raise a little money, write a check a time or two, and, and help them do what we've voted them in to do to protect us, to provide a quality of life, to, to protect our freedoms, and, and enable us to prosper at the levels that we've been able to do if we just simply wake up in the morning, grab an oar and start pulling hard and doing our part. <laughs> Fantastic. Scott Keller, always appreciate your insight. A, a great synopsis of uh, Gary Herbert's term, and uh, we're very excited to be able to see that 
uh, see the two of them really honored uh, for their service, their great lives and legacy. Again, that'll be at a Bravenel Hall tonight. Uh, both Scott and his wife, Karen Keller, uh, sponsoring this great event and uh, just a, a real a positive tribute to the former governor and former first lady and uh, much, much more to come. Scott, thanks for joining us today. Thank you very much, Boyd. Big thanks to our friend Scott Keller uh, for joining us and for being the sponsor, along with his wife, Karen, of the uh, great tribute event tonight at Abravanel Hall uh, for former Governor Gary Herbert and his wife, Jeanette. Uh, also, big thanks to the governor and to the former first lady for joining us on the program today. It's been great to talk through their experiences and lessons learned. I think that's something that's critical for all of us. One of my takeaways from today has really been how vital it is that we make sure we've got the right kinds of principles in place, not just for business. You heard Scott Keller say, hey, a lot of my success is because of the kinds of policies and the kind of communities that we've been able to create here in the state of Utah. Now, government hasn't created those. It does take a village. The village is not the government. But the village has a lot of leaders who are willing to step up and step in and to help create that environment where businesses can thrive, where we can create upward mobility for individuals of all kinds. And to me, that's the real test. So as we look back at uh, the the service, the legacy uh, former Governor Gary Herbert, uh, really a, a lifetime uh, starting at the community level, starting uh, in the local communities and then all the way to the governor's office. It really was focused on some principles that really allowed businesses to thrive and succeed, uh, to have a light touch regulatory regime where entrepreneurs could start, small businesses could grow and big businesses could really create opportunities uh, for everyone. And so as we look at that, as we look at the uh, that legacy it's the principles. And I think there's a lot that we can look back to during his time as governor and a lot of things that we need to apply and pull forward in terms of those critical principles. Because as always, I believe that leadership is about leaving a trail uh, to do everything you can, to give everything you've got, to recognize that everybody's replaceable. And uh, Washington did it best. Uh, He walked across the stage, did his part, and he wanted everyone to move on. And that's what we all need to do. Service and leadership is seasonal work. You come in for a season, you do all you can, you leave a legacy, and you move on to what's next. And we wish both the former Governor Gary Herbert and Jeanette uh, great success in their next season, which I am sure will also be filled with all kinds of service and making a difference in our community and in the great state of Utah. I'm Boyd Matheson. Thanks for joining us on Inside Sources today here on KSL News Radio. And as always, as you go out into the world, make sure you see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something that makes a difference. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America, but this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.